There we go. You're really enjoying that cheese, man. Joe's so hungry. It <laughs> looks so appetizing, too. I should have offered you one. You no, want one? no, 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 I don't. <laughs> no, I'm trying not to. Oh, that's right, man. Yeah. I'm an asshole. No, 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 no. You're just being uh, courteous. Yeah, you've been a good host. But no, 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 no. I'm not eating. I'm trying not to eat the things I want to eat. Right. This is what I'm doing. It's all. It's day three of January. I I told. I've been thinking about this actually for a long time, probably since like November, because I was like, dude, it's getting ridiculous out here in these streets, dude. I'm just tearing shit up on the daily. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> not like excessively, but I just feel like I'm not. There's no. There's no like consistency. It's just like whatever I want, I'm eating, you know, but I'm not going too crazy with my meals. I was still fasting, but I, even though I'm fasting, I'm not really, I wasn't really focusing on what I'm eating when I'm, when the time is open, when I'm going to eat. Right. So I think that was, so I was able to like not go get too crazy out of whack, but. But yeah, I mean, there's too much good food. I mean, there's Thanksgiving, there's this turkey, the stuffing, the mm-hmm. but you have to have it all. You have to, like, you feel like there's a necessity to like make sure there's a little bit of everything on your plate. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, the turkey's so good. Oh, the ham is so good. Yeah, like, then you gotta uh, go back for seconds. The stuffing, I and never that, eat that stuffing. That second plate has less stuff on it. But you keep chugging along. But you keep going back. Yeah. Just for a little bit. And every time you go back, it's not for like five different things to four to two. It's <laughs> like, I just want just my last plate. It's just the bit. one <laughs> last part of it that I really loved. And then dessert comes around. They're like, oh, who wants this? Who wants pumpkin? Who wants pecan? Who wants all the cakes and the pies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, yeah, it was just going crazy. And then. December, we're still like getting candy and this and that, or we're ordering, you know, then, you know, everybody's nice at work, so they want to order food and this and that, and we're ordering chicken and this, and I'm ordering pizza for the team, and da-da-da, like, I, I was handling a lot of the ordering, but, um, yeah, dude, we're just going crazy at work, too, so it's not helping, come <laughs> on, nope. uh, yeah, that's, because that's not normal, so, yeah, it just... <laughs> So I was like, man, I'm thinking about this. I got to do something different. So January came around. I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm just going to try and focus on not eating breads and pasta and potato. Dude, I love potatoes. We talked about it. I love all forms of potato. I love fries. Fries. Tater curly tots, fries. Tater tots. Potato, mashed potato. Steak fries. Oh, those like. Carne uh, fries. Like, dude. Scallions. <laughs> potatoes. Scallions. Scallions. Scallion potatoes? Scallop? Scallop? Yeah, I know. Scallop potatoes. Scallop potatoes. Yeah. I'll get down with some of that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all form baked potatoes. Like, just give me the potato. <laughs> <laughs> it just warm it up. I don't care. I'll put shit on it. You know, and I always find it interesting that potatoes just like one of those few foods that you can have at any 
time of of day and it's acceptable. Any meal. Yeah, any yeah. meal, snacks. I mean, you got the breakfast covered with hash browns, yeah. lunch with french fries, and like a baked potato with dinner. Yeah. You could literally eat potato all three meals. Yeah. Not even realize it. Like there's so many good options with a potato. Or when they chop up like home fries, when they're just like little square potatoes for breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. they're like the small ones, but they're like crispy and you're like, yeah, let me get some home fries. Home fries are good. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. yeah so there's that's like, true. yeah, there's multiple versions of fries for every meal. And then if you just want a snack, you can get some potato chips. Like what the fuck, dude? Oh yeah. <laughs> you want a snack in between, grab some potato chips. Right. Yeah. yeah. Potato is all over the place, you man. You can't get rid of it. I yeah. mean, is there a potato dessert? I mean, we can think of one. Probably, I mean, is baked potato? I feel like is a dessert when you got sour cream and chives no, on it. I would say that's a side. Like you go to a steakhouse and you can have baked potato as your side dish. You know? No, there's no potato. I don't think there's a potato dessert. No. You don't. You know, everything doesn't translate into dessert though. But I don't know. They could be like potato based, like cake or something. If you made a because po- they they have potato bread. If you, yeah, potato loaves, like sandwich bread, you can get potato Ooh, bread. That's how you do You potato bread with like some cinnamon butter. Yeah. Yeah. Some sauteed potato mm-hmm. slices. There you go. <laughs> and you put it on the sandwich. Yeah, you could do it. You're making it potato into something else. It might not be like. Or they just started throwing it into, uh, into carne asada burritos. They're like, all right. You want some potato, some fries in there? Yeah, Dude, we'll I love it when there's like hash browns or like potatoes in like my breakfast burritos. Like you go to places that give you the breakfast burritos, it's just egg cheese meat. Mm-hmm. But you know when they go that little extra step and there's some like baked potatoes in there, sometimes beans. Oh yeah, yeah. So that. potato is definitely on the charts for every meal. So yeah, I'm trying to stay. Oh, away from that. and then there's vodka. Is made from potato. Made from potato. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the war first started and the news was over there and they visited some lady in in her like Ukrainian house and she was like, You want some vodka? And she was like, giving him vodka. Did she makes her own vodka with potatoes? And she doesn't need to buy it from the store. She can make her own. Yeah, and she had it in her own bottle. Damn. Yeah, they just know how to make shit. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I like to just make some liquor. I'm sure you could Google it and find out how. Make our own potato vodka. Make our own potato vodka. Every vodka is made from potato. Every vodka is made from potato. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can make it. Because like tequila, I think you. But what can about make the it. vodkas that they have that are like, like citrusy and stuff like that? I think there's just, just additive. Flavor? Yeah, it's just additives. You it's know, just here's a drop of flavoring. Ciroc, raspberry, or mango, or peach, or whatever he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just adding flavor to it, but mm. it's just potato. I guess that makes sense. Which Some is kind of crazy that you can so. make a liquor out of potato, but you can make liquor out of corn. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. So they make. What was that Everclear? Uh, corn? Yeah. Um, I think. Then not that how they make whiskey? Right? Isn't it corn? It's whiskey from corn? I thought it was. What does it say on Google? I don't know. Let me see. Ask Alexa. Let's let's find out. Gonna figure be, it out. It's gotta be some part of it, How right? To make like a whiskey, whiskey bourbon. Like a bourbon. I'm pretty sure bourbon is made of corn. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, sorry. I keep hitting that. 
Let's see here. How to make whiskey in nine steps. Nine steps of whiskey. All right, there we go. Let's hear the Choose nine steps. your base. You need a base to start off with, and it's by definition a grain-based spirit. You've got options. Corn, rye, wheat, or barley, or a blend of multiple grains. Okay, so you can make it any, any of those. Yes. So corn is one of the options. But barley... And I, think, I think that 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 has been like said too, like... Um, you know, they sell them like rye whiskey, barley whiskey. Yeah, that makes sense. Corn will probably yield the most sugar, and that's what we're after. It'll probably make things easier, but the relative term here, uh, corn's likely the least expensive grain to buy in bulk and probably the easiest grain to work with on a small scale. You'll need about 10 pounds to expect a reasonable amount of volume which should translate to about five gallons of final product. Oh, shit. Dude, that would be kind of cool to make your own whiskey out of corn. We should try five it. Five gallons of it's it, cheapest. It's the cheapest grain. Like they're saying, we could buy a big-ass bag of corn and make try to make our own whiskey. That'd be kind of cool. Let's see what else you got to do. You got to put it in a barrel, right? I think so. Yeah. I'd imagine that's one of the steps. <laughs> this is funny okay you have to cook the corn at an exceedingly high temperature to expose the sugars in the grain okay and you'll want to cook it in water while master distillers like cats usually have uh apparatuses that can do this with exactitude and in a much larger scale it's a lot harder to time and to gauge the cooking on your own the easiest and simplest way to do this cat said while also reminding everyone that you probably shouldn't do it anyway, might be to get a home brewing kit for beer and just use it as a distilling kit in the initial mm. stages. For much of the process, you're doing the same thing anyway. And with a kit, you can regulate the cooking entire ordeal with an extra guided hand. That's pretty smart because, yeah, he's saying all the steps are pretty much the same, so... And then if you ever want to make beer, you have all the setup already to make it too. So that actually would be pretty cool. You're using it for two different purposes. Once your corn is cooked and mashed, it's yeast time. So this is where you add yeast. Mm. You can ferment it in any type of sealed container technically, but you don't want it to be too hot or the yeast will die. Most home brewing kits have made it easy to ferment alcohol in controlled environments. So again, that might be the easiest option. Okay. And that takes at least several days. And your pre-whiskey mush mash will start to change in new and exciting ways. Okay. Then what's step four? Getting your fermentation just right. That's probably so, the hardest thing first, to do. <laughs> it will go from the sweetest oatmeal you've ever had to something that is fairly sour. That's the first sign that you are converting your sugar into alcohol. The absence of sugar means the yeast has done its job. Describing the fermentation process on a larger scale, this should only take a few days. But at home, on a smaller scale, without precise temperature management, it could take a little bit longer. Unfortunately, when you're working from home, it's inexact science a home brewing kit might be able to help uh okay they really want you to buy a home brewing kit <laughs> and his, this is the link for our home brewing kit it's like <laughs> the whole time it was just an advertisement 
So now you need to strain your mash into some type of still. This is where shit can get extremely dangerous. You need to be damn sure that there are no leaks in your still. Once alcohol vapor is produced, the whole operation becomes extremely combustible, which can result in explosions. Luckily, some companies actually do sell small-scale stills for this very purpose, which are probably safer than something you make at home based on a YouTube tutorial. It's probably true. Mm -hmm. Playing the waiting game is step six. You need to make sure your mash is at a piping hot. Okay, once your mash is securely in a still, it's kind of out of your hands for a while. You need to make sure your mash is at a piping hot 80 degrees Celsius. If you buy a still, it should have a built-in thermometer, as that's the temperature where alcohol evaporates. At that level of heat, the alcohol inside the mash will be converted to vapor and turned into refined distillate. With the help of a condenser, which should have cold water running constantly around it, you're quite literally shocking the vapor back into a liquid form. The vapor that rises inside the still is basically converted back to liquid, which pours into a new container. That's your liquor. Okay. That's pretty wow. interesting. Yeah, I want to try that. It'd be pretty cool to have that uh, kit you mess around with, make some different batches, try some different things. Because I think that's what... Um, I think I was listening to Maynard talk about how he makes his wine and how it's just like a it's a game. You're you're testing like what if I do this? What outcome do I get? What if I do this? What outcome do I like if I change the formula with this and that? And like it's constantly tweaking like uh the formulas to get what you want. And then you won't know what you get. You have to let it ferment so you don't know what you're gonna get until like you actually let it sit. Then you have to do something else. So, the first 100 milliliters or so from a 5-gallon batch should be tossed. It's potentially dangerous to drink. In some cases, oh, shit. it could be comparable <laughs> to pure methanol. Whoa, dude, you're going to kill yourself, dude. This it also might not be the great of a taste. On a smaller scale, tossing this first yield is going to be primarily flavor-focused. But... You take that cut for a couple reasons. One, you're flushing the still of its previous run. Whatever was distilled before is through the system, and you're on a clean new run. And that can also impart off notes and off flavors and aromas. So you're just supposed to throw away the first yeah. five. They say it's it's more flavor-based for um, when you're doing it at home. But in the factory... It will getting rid of that first uh, bit of it will make sure that you have the most out. recent flavors. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Instead of having like your old batch still. So you got to run a there. batch to run another batch? Jeez. Yeah. And they said it's dangerous. They didn't just say it's it's good to do. They said don't drink it. Do not drink it. <laughs> yeah. That's. A, <laughs> I like how they just like uh, started with that, but then just like, yeah, you know, it's for flavoring, you know, it's like a thing, you know, it's like. Yeah, and it can be unsafe to drink in general. So for safety and flavor, you would probably want to toss the first hundred milliliters or so you collect from your still. Okay, 
Then you bring it all back home with barrel aging. So if you want to call your fresh new batch of alcohol real whiskey, you need to let it age in a barrel first. For a smaller volume batch of alcohol, barrel size definitely matters. A smaller barrel means a decreased surface area, so the alcohol will be able to absorb the qualities of the wood, like the notes of oak, cedar, or other components that come directly from the wood itself. So small batches require smaller barrels to be fully effective. You can leave it in as long as you want, but if you're making your own small batch, you probably want to try it sooner than later. This will give you the most flavor in the shortest amount of time. Huh, interesting. So I actually recommend not holding on to it for that long. Just you're just making it for home, just drink it. <laughs> They're like, just drink it. Yeah, because uh, the idea is that you want it to soak up everything that's in there. Yeah. Um, and so if you the longer you leave it, the more like it sits in that its own in those woods. Yeah, and, and the absorbs. woods pulling more and more and more. Yeah, that that oat taste that you get from like that smoky flavor. Like, remember that shot I got at? Uh, I wonder if that's how they make fireballs. They just throw a stick of cinnamon in there. That's all it needs, cinnamon. Well, that's what fireball is—cinnamon whiskey. Oh, you're talking about fireball? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So when you said when that's they're, how they're they make it from the barrel. You think they just throw any sticks of cinnamon in in the barrel and? That's how it gets that flavor. Like it absorbs it from or the cinnamon sticks. Or they add it later. And they might just get out of the barrel and then squirt flavoring in there. I don't know. At the very end. They could do it at the very end. And that way it doesn't mix in so well. And it's just. It's pretty strong. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know how they make. But I don't think it's very exhaustive because it's very cheap. So that's what makes me think they just add it later. I don't know. They're just adding fake. I think it makes sense to like just let it pull the cinnamon. No, that would be a a good way to do it. You think there's another cinnamon whiskey company out there that does it better? Where does cinnamon? When does cinnamon whiskey get big, dude? Because I don't fireball. Remember. I thought. I know, but before that, did was there any like? Was fireball just the first one that made it big? Because I don't remember buying it when I was. I don't like it. I don't think it's that great either. I don't know. Never like. You know what's also big that people seem to love, and I don't really care for the taste at all, is the peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. See, I haven't tried that. Yeah. Crystal likes it. Her brother. Can you can you taste it? You know, you can taste like it's peanut butter, like you would. Yeah, but it tastes weird. It's like you want peanut butter. You expect a certain peanut taste. And then you get like this peanut butter whiskey. So you get this peanut butter, but whiskey. And so it just doesn't taste right to me. Like alcoholic peanut butter. I don't like that. Like they do that in beers too. Like they put peanut butter in beer. That's what I was going to say. I had a peanut butter beer. I don't care for that either. So we went to some brewing company, something, and they had a peanut butter beer. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll get it. But I don't know. I'm not into like all those like different flavor beers strawberry beer yeah i tried it a friend told me to try it i was like oh no this is nasty i threw it out so that's it they're just throwing whatever they want flavored into the barrel and just letting it sit there yeah because i guess if you put like a bunch of peanuts or scoops of peanut butter you just throw scoops of peanut butter in there it's going to dissolve peanut butter is just peanuts crushed up right yeah yeah you can make your own paste well i mean like the idea is that like the alcohol absorbing itself from the contents around it 
is what I thought. Otherwise, like then it's not whiskey if it's not made in a barrel. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When they load the barrel, they probably just throw a scoop of peanut butter in there or something. So then I'm confused on how is it the starting point that determines what kind of alcohol it's going to end up being? I guess it depends on what you throw in the mixture. Like what? Um, well, because I'm assuming that that's how they do the potatoes. They mash it all up. They ferment it out. That the might same be way. a whole different. I mean, it might be similar, but it's it's probably a little different from the because I don't think they put they don't um, have it in barrels. You know, vodka doesn't. Yeah, they they, they barrel do. that. They do. Hmm. I think so. I I thought it was a different process. And now we have to figure out how to make vodka. God damn it! <laughs> oh, shit! This whole episode is just about how to make alcohol. How to make... I thought it was in the ground or something. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was a whole different process. But yeah, to go back to whiskey real quick, I'm pretty sure it's all going to depend on your combination. Because like they said you could use corn, you could use barley, you could use... What was the other one? Right. Right. Well, and turns then some out- of them, some of them you can mix and match, right? They're saying you could put a little bit of rye, a little bit of barley, a little bit of corn. Like you can mix all the flavors and have it that way too. So it's going to, the flavoring of your whiskey is always going to depend on your formula. So they're doing the same thing with vodka. And oh. in fact, you can make vodka. From all of those things we just talked about. Wheat, corn, molasses, rye, beet, and potato. Okay, so potato is one. I thought yeah. potato was... was. I thought it was the main one. I thought that was the only way you can make vodka. That's no, what I heard. I guess like, you can make it out of all this other stuff, which is weird. So like this recipe, they say you need seven gallons of water, 25 pounds of potatoes, five pounds of crushed malted barley, and the mash pot and all this. And so... It looks like, you know, cleaning it, mashing it, um, transferring that mash to the water, heating that, stirring it, uh, cooling it down. And then let's see, fermenting. So they want you to get a fermenting bucket, yeast, citric acid. Okay. All this other crap. To, let's see. So funny they figured out how to do who figured that out? You know, who was doing who's messing out with yeast? Create a yeast starter by following these steps. Sanitize the standard mason jar, pour four ounces of water, add two tablespoons of sugar, mix in the yeast, stir thoroughly, and let the starter sit for 20 minutes. Transfer your mash liquid to a formation bucket. Add the yeast, add airlock and ferment mixture for two weeks. You check the fermentation. You can use iodine to perform a quick check to determine if fermentation has completed. Take a sample of the liquid off the top of your wash. Avoid any residual residual solids from coming into the sample. Put the sample onto a white plate or lid and drip a few drops of iodine. If the sample turns blue, 
This means it has reacted to starches present. If the starches are present, then fermentation is not completed. Check back in a few days. So you don't want it to turn blue. Blue is bad. Blue is bad. Uh, okay, strain it out, and then you distill it. And so you need a still. Same as the whiskey. Okay, yeah, sounds like pretty much the same thing. Then. And you put it in a barrel, too? I mean... Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Let's okay. see. You run your still. Stilly still. And then you... You cook it, you clean it, you punch it, you throw it, you dump it, you step on it, pick it back Let's up. see here. Then you drink it. You mash it with your toes. Oh, they do say the same thing. Um, dump out the 5%. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the theme because that's the part that'll kill you. Do not consume it. <laughs> Take care to isolate your four shots thoroughly and throw them out. Consuming methanol can cause an array of issues, including blindness. <laughs> That's what they always talked about moonshine, that you can go blind from drinking moonshine. I was like, what the fuck? The next 30% of your vodka run is known as the heads. Similar to four shots, the heads of your run are filled with volatile alcohols. One of the staples of the heads is particularly volatile alcohol known as acetone. Ooh. Acetone has a distinct solvent-like smell. Make its, an, its identification pretty easy for anyone with working nose. Drinking your heads won't make you blind, but they will leave you with the worst hangover of your life. Like your four shots, you'll want to isolate these and throw them out. So we've already taken the first 30% of what's produced and we've tossed it. Well, I feel like the acetone you can keep because you can use that. No, I'm sorry. 35%. Yeah, you can use acetone, though. So you think that'd be good to you think keep. You bottle it up and use yeah, it. Yeah, I would keep it. What can you do with methanol? Um, I don't know. Power your fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, methanol is like strong fucking shit, dude. I don't know. You could That's light funny. anything you want on fire. <laughs> if you poured methanol on it, I'm pretty sure you could light it on fire. Yeah. All right, so the acetone we're saving. Okay, so we've made our own acetone now. You yeah, think you these got companies none. that make acetone like get it from liquor companies. What the fuck? Yeah, they're Dude, all working liquor together. Companies got to be so profitable. They yeah, they don't waste their shit. They're they're selling their shit so they don't so they can make some of their money back because it's they're losing like you said thirty five percent of every batch. So. They got to do something with it. And I'm sure they work with these companies and that's how they, or they have their own company. They make their own shit, keep it in house. But yeah, they could sell it off and sell it to whoever needs acetone or methanol. I'm sure there's like laboratories and shit that need that in bulk, you know, for that's true. Yeah. I mean, the acetone would be used as a paint stripper too. Um, yeah. So you sell it at hardware stores. Yeah, they put, I don't know what they, there's a lot of applications for for all that shit. Because so. the nail polish is acetone, but it's not like 100% acetone. It's watered down. Yeah, it's very, it's not that strong. Because when I was buying, I actually bought some acetone because I was working on those shoes. And I had to take the, they put a on any like Jordan or um, especially the Air Force ones, they, it looks white. It looks all white, but there's a clear coat of paint. It actually seals the leather 
So you don't have that's why mud and shit can fall on your shoe, but then you can just wipe it off because it doesn't stain the leather. It's got a thin coat of of uh, of that clear uh, paint or whatever it is, sealant. And um, the acetone will take it off. So you got to get acetone. And I was looking at nail polish remover at first because I've heard that you can use nail polish remover, but some of them are not that strong. Right. So you got to find like a really strong one, um, nail polish remover, or just get acetone itself, which you can get at like Home Depot. Yeah, and shit. you can get at Home Depot, and they use it for painting too. Sometimes and then you got to just you know away. make your percentage. Like if your nail polish remover is like thirty percent acetone, that makes it the rest is water, just distilled water. Yeah, so you could make your own nail polish remover for crystal. Like <laughs> you're like here you go, I made some more. Yeah, like you want it pink? I'll make it. I'll put well, a I drop just of mean dye like that makes your 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 little small side hustle of making alcohol. You can stretch out nail polish remover. Yeah, sell it. I'm sure. And make more bottles of those than you would if you're making just if you're selling the straight acetone. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You would water it down because you don't need it that strong, anyways. You don't want it that strong. I worked with it. It it, it strips paint oh, easy. Yeah. No, I use it to 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 burn the plastics on the Chromebooks. Yeah, the kids like drawing them and shit. Oh, you have to clean the Chromebooks because mm-hmm. they mark on them and shit. So you use acetone. Yeah, but I mix it with some water. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Get it's not strong. To. Yeah, because if you do full on, you <laughs> strip the metal off of it. Huh? <laughs> it's strong, dude. Definitely burn through the plastic. Like you, feel, you could see it coming off on the rag. I wear gloves too. Oh, dude! Uh, when I was doing it, I didn't wear shit, dude. I'm pretty sure my fingers absorbed all that shit into my blood, dude. Yeah, that's bad. I was working f- with it, dude. My fingers, everything was painted, dude. My whole hand was painted. When I was it just dries you out. That's what it's gonna do. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it really affected me that much, but who knows, man? It's probably not good over time to be doing that. All right, so. After the acetone, the next 30%, this is called the heart. So your run will be the sweet spot of your vodka run, the hearts. You'll notice the solvent smell of acetone taper off and a sweet smelling ethanol come forward. Mm. This is where skillful distillers really shines. Maximizing high quality hearts is a game of senses. By accurately identifying where the acetone stops and the ethanol begins, a distiller maximizes their number of high-quality jars of product. The main giveaways are the solvent smell of acetone and the sweet, smooth taste of ethanol. So uh, you want to smell both, is what it's saying. Not just that acetone smell. If you just smell that, then it's not ready. Right. You should be smelling both. And then the final 35% of your vodka run will be the tails. The tails contain protein and carbohydrates from the wash that you don't want in your products. You can actually set the tails aside and run them as their own wash in the future to pull out a bit more product. The best way to identify tails is the steep drop in sweetness as ethanol concentrations decrease. You'll also begin to see an oily film on top of the product. So what the fuck do you do with this? It says you can use it again to run it through whatever the fuck you said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's it. You made a batch of vodka. Vodka. Oh, so you put it straight in the bottle. 
when you're drinking vodka Hell compared yeah. to whiskey. Yeah. Oh, there is no. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because yeah. whiskey's absorbing the barrel. It's getting that smoky wood flavor, whatever. Yeah. You if use. you drink it straight like that, it's not real whiskey yet. No. It's just it's, whatever type of. It's got to sit in the barrel. It's pr- pretty much vodka. <laughs> so vodka is ready to go right away, dude. That's probably why they love it over there, dude. Shit. You make it and boom, we're drinking it. Yeah. You put it right in the bottle. That's interesting. It didn't talk so much about acetone and methanol. And the- so then I'm guessing like gin is the same way. Gin, I have no fucking clue, dude. That's going to be a whole nother. What about rum? I don't know. What's I, rum made from? I don't know. I think we looked up gin though, right? It's a berry or something. Gin or? is juniper. Juniper, yes. Yeah. That's Primarily. Um, let's yeah, see. I don't think we ever looked up rum. I don't know what the fuck rum is, but I'm guessing another plant. How to make rum. It's the how-to episode where we talk about how to do things. Rum is created through five essential steps. Rum. One, creating molasses from sugarcane. The juices sugar are squeezed cane. from sugar crane to create a byproduct called molasses. Mm. So, so you got to have... Rum's been around for a long time. You need molasses. Be, we've been making the shit out of sugar for a while. Oh, yeah. So fermentation. Alcohol is created by... Let me, let me get the full little story on this. This is from the Captain Morgan website as well. I have to put in my birthday. Let's see. Uh, just for legal pers- purposes. How is rum made? Creating molasses... Uh, from the sugar cane create by product called molasses fermentation alcohol is created by adding yeast and water to the molasses the yeast is always carefully chosen to ensure the right taste profile and aroma of the final rum distillation a fermented liquid is heated and condensed in column stills so go back to stilling it out yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like the same process. Maturation. So you start with molasses, though. You start with molasses. That's, that's the key part of rum. Yeah, it's made that's interesting. Molasses. Yeah, it's just sugar. Probably why rum is my favorite, then. It's just sugar. <laughs> I love sugar, damn it. Everybody loves sugar. <laughs> Maturation. Some of the liquid will then get its rich color and flavor um, by being aged in charred white oak barrels. So that's why you have white rum or dark rum is because the rum that's white is like coming straight at you. Okay. Or you can leave it in barrels. So you can do both. So you can absorb the barrel. This is vodka and whiskey combined. I would think you could probably do it with vodka too, but then I guess it just becomes whiskey, like potato whiskey. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah. That's why they don't even, they said just bottle it right after you're done. Oh, then... There's blending with rum. Ah, because then you get spiced rum. Spiced rum. This is where Captain comes into his own to create the smooth taste that he's known the world over for. Some of the finest Caribbean rums are carefully blended. While the locals of Caribbean islands like Jamaica were squeezing out the sweet sugar cane juices to create molasses, fermenting, distilling, and aging to create dark rum. So they aged it. Those in Cuba and Puerto Rico were keeping their liquid clear through a very short period of aging after distillation. 
this was this the result was refreshing tasting white rum with a subtle and sweet taste and you can get the true taste of the captain from his selection of rums including oh well i'm not gonna read all those <laughs> it went into an advertisement they started telling you and then they just trailed off into something yeah. else they don't really want to tell you how they do it. <laughs> no. No, they don't want, they just want you to buy the rum. They don't want you to know how they get their spiced rum. Because if everybody can make it, then there's no reason to buy theirs. Yeah, they always try to keep the mystery going, you know? That makes you keep coming back to them and them only. I think I watched, uh, or I I read something about somebody was trying to make Coca-Cola, but Coca-Cola doesn't let you know the recipe. It's very hidden recipe. Uh, and oh, yeah. they, and they, they still use cocoa leaves. They're the only ones that have been grandfathered in using cocoa leaves. They still use cocoa leaves? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. They just, um, they cycle the cocaine out of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then pharmaceutical companies use it and other medical whatever use it. But yeah, they actually cycle the cocaine out of the cocoa leaf and just used the extracts. So Coca-Cola the, makes cocaine? They sell the extract and then you do what you do with it. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do with it, so be it. But we're extracting it because it can't go into the Coca-Cola. But that's why they have such a distinct taste because they're the only ones that can use that leaf. Nobody else can make soda with that leaf. That extract. I think I prefer Pepsi. I like Coca-Cola, dude. And I think that's why. So what is Pepsi made from then? Pepsi made from fucking dog shit. That's what I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't oh, know. shit, dude. man. <laughs> that's so wrong. It's dog shit and sugar. That's what it is. You can be a is. hater, man. You can like one over Come the on, other. Come on, Coca-Cola's number one worldwide, man. Get I'm not disagreeing here. with you. I grew up on Pepsi. I like Did Pepsi, you? yeah. RC Cola. We were a Pepsi family. I drink, I mean, I've drank it all, but Coca-Cola is number one, dude. You don't fuck with Coca-Cola, dude. They're still using cocaine, bitch. <laughs> How Pepsi is made in the factory. Well, that's like a 10-minute oh, video. We went back down this rabbit hole. How do we get back to making okay, this things? This one's not as long. Oh, Pepsi see. is one of the most popular beverages There's in, a popular in the beverage. world. Yes, one of. <laughs> Pepsi is a carbonated soft drink manufactured. Yeah. What, what do you, you need to prepare Pepsi? First and foremost, water, which in this case is sourced from one of the four sources of oligocene water 250 meters underground. The water is subject to a thorough filtration process. Okay. So you need water. Filter it. Mm-hmm. The characteristic taste of Pepsi is created through adding the concentrate to water. The recipe of which has been the most closely guarded secret for over see, 100 years. See. Yeah, they all do that, concentrate man. is produced only in three plants around the world. 20 oh, types concentrate? of syrup are prepared daily for production needs. They won't tell you what the plants, but they make it from sugar, three although various plants flavors found on the world. With no added sugar are also available. Go back, go to Coca-Cola now. Does this do, do Coca-Cola? Um, I don't know. But I think it's the do, same do the, the same. same way because like that makes no, sense. Want... That's how they they made sodas. Like before, you can just buy bottles of sodas and stuff. Like you want a soda, you go to your your soda shop, and they would they would take um, 
you know, the syrup and carbonated water. Mm-hmm. And that's how they would mix it together for you and give you, that's how you had Coke. You'd have to go to a soda shop. Yeah. 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 They, it, it was bottled and then they would just, they would actually carry it around a horse and buggy, dude. They were taking it to these towns um, and dropping it off. And people were like, what the fuck is this, dude? And it was like, it was awesome. A sugary drink, you know, that's like carbonated, has some fizz, has some pop to it. So it doesn't just weigh you down right. like a. So so that makes sense that, that you'd have to create a, a syrup first yeah. and then you're mixing it with the carbonated water. That's how. Yeah. That's and how you're it's adding always sugar. It's so it's really simplified when you go to a fountain to get a fountain drink. They yeah. literally oh, have because yeah, they have the syrup in one bag and then they have the carbonation coming out of a, a tank. So. Yeah, and then it mixes. You literally see the mixture coming into your cup, and that's how they do it with those uh, those soda jet things. The ones they sell, the, yeah, where you can make your own soda at home. Well, you can make your own carbonation, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's look up how to make carbonation. Yeah, that's how you do it with one of those things. You just need CO two and water. Is it CO two and water? Yeah. <laughs> let's look it up. Let's look it up, buddy. <laughs> We're looking how everything up. to make carbonated. carbonated water. Yeah. It's all buy one of these machines for so make sparkling water at home. You only need water and carbon dioxide. You may use soda maker, seltzer bottle, or any DIY carbonation system to carbonate your regular water and make it bubbly and more fun to drink. It's carbon water. They put carbon in the water. I don't care for carbonated water. I don't like isn't the taste. Kind, isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that, yeah, isn't that weird? They put like, carbon in the water. Yes. Yeah, because you know what? I went over when we were doing uh, new, our New Year's. We I just hung out at the house, and I had a f- fire going, and I had um, wood, and I was like just thinking. I was like, all this smoke, that's the carbon that's coming out of the wood. Like it's releasing the carbon that was trapped in the wood. The wood traps carbon. Yeah. And then it gets released again when it's burned. And that's what you're smelling, all the carbon that's going out into the atmosphere. And I was like just watching it crinkle and crack and just lose all this carbon that was stored inside the wood, which is kind of crazy. So then it's just blowing my mind too, just thinking about how they just pump that same carbon into water and then we're like drinking it and burping and shit. Well, no, it's not the same carbon because it's, no, no, no. it's chemically changed. Just no, no, like, no. I, just like water. I'm saying carbon. I'm not saying that, that same smoke, but I'm just saying like oh. the same idea, you know, like of carbon. One's yeah. getting released. One's getting injected into water. Like it's kind of funny. But yeah, it's not the same. I can't grab that smoke and then just like pump it into some water. That'd be funny. No. <laughs> yeah. Although they do like don't they, is, don't they don't they uh, do that with the barrels, right? Hmm. Don't they burn a bunch of wood or something like that? I swear I watched like some documentary on um, on this like a whiskey distillery, and they would burn a bunch of wood they would have a big ass pile of wood and they burn it down to ashes and then they would use the ashes i don't remember what they were doing with them but that's basically like the carbon that's left over well that's weird i didn't know if they used it to run the liquor through it 
like the carbon to give it a smoky taste. Um, yeah, like and also to like clean it because that's isn't that how they basically how they clean water too? Is you run it through carbon? Because I want to say with yeah, the fish so. the fish tanks, I used to I used to uh, work at a uh, at PetSmart and I worked. Um, with the fish dudes and over there and I would talk to them all the time and then I got my own tank and then they told me how, what to do and everything. You buy the filter and then there's actual carbon that you buy. They sell carbon you know, in bags or in big ass bottle that you pour into the filters and it's carbon and you run the water through the carbon and it cleans it. It's just kind of crazy. So I think that's what they were using all that wood. They were picking up all the ashes and stuff and then they, that was their carbon and they would run the liquor through the the carbon. Yeah, it probably gives it flavor and other stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Now that we're like experts on that shit. Wow. I'm just kidding. We're so good at this now. <laughs> and we're so awesome, dude. We just think of All stuff. All I had to do was read these articles sometimes, and now we know. Sometimes like I just see stuff and then I already know. Educated by Google. I already know how to do this. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through Google, we all right. are all geniuses now. So I think we figured that out. Yeah, I, th- I think we could figure out anything. I think the, the next episode we should talk about space exploration, dude, and we could figure that out too. We we we'd probably be really good at that. We can go all the way to Mars, dude. I don't believe we couldn't. Yeah, we should be able to. The moon's not that far. Why can't we go to the moon? It's right there. Yeah, we just need combustion. Did you watch Moonfall? Moonfall. Is that the one where the moon was falling? It is. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the title. (laughs) Yeah, I watched that one. I thought it was fine. Is it kind of crazy? What is the weird? Because they start connecting all these dots. They're like, did you know the moon is exactly the distance that it's supposed to be from us and to the sun? Like the ratio is has to be exactly perfect. To, I know. I didn't expect that at all that the sky was like talking like that and then there you know, is guess. there has you know before I saw this movie I had seen some conspiracy dudes talk about it how all if you look at the moon all of the asteroid hits that are on the moon are all of the same depth none of them go deeper even though they're wider like there'd be big ass um, circles on the moon but they never go deeper but to cre- uh, create that wide of a circle you would have to have so much impact and how come it's not piercing the moon so that's why some people think that it there's all these like it was put there by another like you know maybe it's like actual aliens that live inside of it and then did you the moon never changes face the, the, the same side of the moon that we see we always see it never rotates or anything so it doesn't move but it constantly rotates around us so the same moon that you saw as a kid the side is the same side as today because it doesn't rotate so there's like all this like and then to what i was saying to create a solar eclipse the moon is so small compared to the sun but it at the right distance it blocks out the complete sun and it had to have been the exact distance that it is in order to achieve that for us to block it out which is crazy which is another like weird coincidence like there's all these like weird things about the moon you know dude you're tripping me out now (laughs) 
Well, they talk about it a little bit of Moonfall. I know, like, but I laughed at that. <laughs> now that I explain and it. And now you're explaining it. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, because I've seen this dude talk about all these coincidences uh, or, you know, all these like weird things. Like it's literally down to like the, the numeric number that needs to be exact distance from us to the moon and that exact distance from the moon to the sun is the only ratio that it could um, be at to completely block out the because it couldn't be too close and it'd be fucked up we would probably run into it like right yeah there's all this like weird coincidences i guess with the i don't know you can look it up there's more about the moon but i go down these rabbit holes sometimes of conspiracy dudes and then they're like man i'm like man this guy's making a lot of sense man i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> But and then they, there's all these other things about how we never went back and this and that. And then, you know, or did we even go? There's a whole conspiracy about not landing on the moon. And yeah, so I don't know. But we're definitely trying to go back. And the scientists that are not conspiracy crazy dudes say there's rare um, actual minerals and stuff on the moon that people want. There's some resource on the moon that these companies are trying to get to. That's why there's this race to get to the moon. That's why SpaceX is doing it. That's why uh, Blue Origin, fucking Bezos, Bezos. That's why he's trying to go to the moon. They they know about this rare um, resource that we can use. And um, they're trying to get to it so they can start mining it. Because they're going to start shipping it back and forth. Sending fucking... What does this resource do? I don't know, dude. You got to look. Because um, since, since the moon doesn't have an atmosphere like us... Like when it gets hit with like meteors and stuff like that, it's it leaving like different, um, different like minerals and shit on it. And then I something about what it's made of too, but I don't know. Again, it, it's been a while since I saw that shit. So, is that gonna like be bad that the moon is mined? I don't know. I don't know what's gonna fuck up, dude. When would that happen? Like ten years, twenty years? <sighs> Who knows, man? Because I don't know how. With technology, we've all been advancing very, very rapidly, like especially like the electronics around us, the accessibility to Internet and screens and all that shit. Those fucking monitors that I was sending you, the ones that fold, you've seen them like the computer monitors now that can go um, curved and straight. You just pull the sides and shit. The screen technology is going up and up. Uh, and I bet you they're using crazy shit in Japan right now that we don't even know about. But that stuff seems to be advancing fast, but it doesn't seem to be translated into uh, space at, um, crafts yet. Like there are, they've been trying to. I mean, we've always seen it in sci-fi movies where the fucking rocket shoots and then it lands all peacefully and slow and mm-hmm. then perfect. Yeah, that's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Because Blue Origin, I've seen videos where they're landing and the fucking fire is just hitting the ground and coming back up. And then the fucking rocket explodes. Because, you know. I mean, Tesla's been able to do it now. Yeah. They've they've had, they both had successful landings, but they've had ones that where the rockets just fucking explode. So it's still not exact science. Like they're not. Well, ki- SpaceX, I meant to say. Yeah, Blue Origin and SpaceX, they're all trying to land these rockets because that's what they would need to do. They would need to take off, get their shit, come back, Well, land. Tesla did it successfully. Or, well, Tesla, SpaceX did it successfully, didn't they? Because didn't they, like, deliver something 
to the uh, International Space Station and and then they had those because those main rockets that they're trying to land. Yeah. What normally would happen is they go and recollect them and they're not reusable because they just have to release them in the ocean. Yeah. So SpaceX was like, well, let's reuse them. Yeah. Uh, so they created a, the, the algorithm to figure it out, to do all the math in real time for it, to land itself. And yeah. then they go collect it. And so um, they tested it landing in the ocean, like on a on a, a ship in the ocean because mm-hmm. They don't want to land it on land. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, <clears throat> but, that's what they're working they, on. They did it successfully, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Blue Origin and SpaceX have both done it, but they've had shit go wrong too. So like, it's not perfect right now, but it's, it's progressing, but it just seems to be going slower than all the other technologies for some reason. Probably because we don't know what we'd stop really like progressing in space technology for a while so i think that gap has put us behind but but yeah we'll see man we'll see what happens there's uh some crazy shit um did you did you ever see that video of a guy of a dude in the in an actual space in one of the in the um space station up there he took video out his window and it looked like two spaceships flying across the screen you saw that one and no. it was two like it was two saucers like shoof, shoof. and like both times it, it it flew by it was like scrambling the kind of picture no way yeah it was like interference you could see the interference what is this called it was crazy to yeah. see this <laughs> i don't know if it's real i'm just telling you what i seen like two saucer like things fly by the space station this guy records it and he's talking about how either he's talking or somebody's explaining as a it's a voiceover of explaining of uh what he's looking at. You found it? No. Oh, because you're shaking your head, so I was like, did he? Let's see if I can find it. Let's see. I just, I don't know what to type. I should have sent you that. Let's see here. I'm I'm searching, I'm searching. Dun, 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 dun. NASA did test a flying saucer. Let's see. Oh. You know, it was on the Reddit. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was looking out the window. I should have sent it to you. I got to remember to send these things because then later on, they sound like a crazy person. But yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if it was real, if somebody was just made up. Um,. Yeah. But when I saw it, I was they replayed it. They even like they even showed it like a second time. They're like, look, you can see the crafts. Yeah, I can't find anything. Let's see. Space. 
station. Let's see this. Let's see what comes up. Dude, that weed hit me hard, I think. Like, I'm still feeling that shit. Yeah. Yeah. New, well, this was, oh, okay, never mind. This was a while ago. It's creeping up on me. Got you. Creeping. <laughs> All right. One month ago, hold on, hold on, passing the International Space Station yesterday. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what this is. I don't know, man. There's weird shit out there, man. What what would you be your guess if if um you had to to pick if there's mm. other life out there or if that shit's not real? Like what made I think it makes sense that there's gotta be another planet out there where situations were similar to ours. Do you think it's the cause there's there's more theories about like that it's um there's a lot more closer um aliens to us than we like believe or that they want to actually admit that they're actually in these other planets, but they don't want to tell us there was some guy that was saying there's way more planets around us than they're telling us. I mean, wouldn't you be able to see that though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. These are all conspiracy like theorists dudes that are crazy, man. I'm telling you, but I'm going to get a telescope, like a really nice telescope. That would be cool to see what's up there. Did you uh, hear about that asteroid uh, that was going to be flying by or whatever? And um, you could actually see it. It, it was like a, it was going to be at like 10 p.m. one night and you could actually see it um, fly by in the sky. And it was like this burst of light. I um I went outside. and I, I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was just staring up and I was like, uh-huh. And then sure enough, dude, it was like this like like this like light that like kind of bursted and then flamed out. And I'm what pretty the fuck. Yeah, it was the asteroids. Um, it was one of those rare times that the asteroids were gonna be visible. But um yeah, I don't know. So that's still you know crazy what? when you look I up. did. I do remember seeing Meteor Shower um, years ago yeah. in California. Yeah, you can see them. Um, you can see when meteors come through, too. There'll be these bursts of lights that burn out. So they're basically like... Uh... <laughs> I'm looking... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look for this stupid space station UFO thing. <laughs> look, this is the video that I come across, dude. This train passing by the city. 
But there's two guys on top of the train. Fighting on the train. On top of a train. They're laying down too, fighting side to side. Are they in an action movie or something? What the (laughs) fuck is going on here? It just made me laugh because they're both laying down, hitting each other, like like they've been fighting. You know when the that's just not real. Like they made it real. What the fuck? When the action movie, you know when the they start. How do you get up there to start fighting on a train? And why are they fighting? What are they fighting? They're both on top of the the train. Someone's trying to blow up the train and he's the only one stopping him <laughs> he's stopping them the mastermind we got we got the tom cruise character on top shit. fighting the other guy what the fuck that's so fucking weird <laughs> that's the videos that i see on the internet dude like i come across these weird videos dude. i follow these weird pages man and i, I see these stupid videos the train heist gone wrong <laughs> that was funny though huh Cause it's it's real. It's this guy filming from the the vantage point is this guy's like in an apartment building or something, and he's filming the train go by slowly, and then the train's coming slowly into frame. It's passing the cars, and then you see one car with two guys laying on top of it fighting in a full on fight, and then the train just keeps going, and then it goes out of frame, so you don't even get to see what happened, dude. But it's just funny. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, the things that happen out there that people are recording now with their phones. It's interesting. Catching all of these little moments that we would normally not see. Just more and more data, dude. Think about all the videos that are out there, dude. Holy shit, man. There's too much. There's too much. Terabytes. Too much. What's more than a terabyte? Petabyte. Petabytes. There's more than that. What's what's There's got to be more than that. Zillabytes or something? What is it? I don't know. Let's see how big YouTube is. <laughs> okay. How uh, big? I think there's billions of videos. YouTube. How many storage. videos on YouTube? Maybe let's that. see here. Or yeah, what does it say? Estimate total storage capacity of all videos on YouTube. That's not right. That's all one million videos. Oh, no way. One petabyte, they say. Hey, that's a lot, dude. I thought it would be more. But I guess you're right, because you would need 1,000 and like 20-something. So 1,024 terabytes would make a petabyte. Yeah. And let's see. Somebody was describing. No, this can't be accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, dude. I it's got to be in the millions, right? Oh, is that what it's saying? Million petabytes. So petabyte. Oh, petabyte. Yeah, would be just a thousand terabytes. Just a thousand terabytes. Just a thousand. And a thousand terabytes is a thousand. Gigab one thousand one ter one gigabyte. But I guess YouTube does compress the video, so right. I guess middle out compression. There you go. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just has to do with how it's compressed. 
So the compression allows it to Yeah, it's a lot of info. Too much to like talk about, but I'm guessing that's what it's gotta be. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of memory. And it's only growing, right? Clarifications includes ad videos. Let's say no. How much historic data is chosen? You decide. Uh, wait, hold on. What is the question here? Oh, yeah. Oh, this guy's giving that petabyte as an option to like down. If you were to download every video. Okay. Well, that's the Holy same thing. Holy shit. Right? Somebody just asked a question and this guy gave like a fucking paragraph of an answer like just to to talk about this so average bottom up uh estimation of content uploaded by creators based on google announcement benchmarks average out the content in the last 10 years based on best known stats so he's just provide uh this guy's giving it for for what the most like not even all the videos but a good average of videos. Yeah. So that's not really what we want to know. No. How many gigabyte well, terabytes of data is all of YouTube? So one million terabytes. Hundred hours of videos are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Then you have oh, ever wondered how can Google store all such data? So, if a 720p video was equal to 93 megabytes, that would result in so much. 93 petabytes a year of storage. 15 years of YouTube data is stored on lots of hard drives. Not only that, but the same data is stored on multiple hard drives, maybe 100,000 hard drives stacked in servers, and size of the server would be... Those are way too many zeros. Way too many zeros. 10 exabytes or, sex, or one, sexta, one sextillion gigabytes of data. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know how to think of that much. So much. Holy shit, isn't it? All right, man. I think we've reached the end of this. There's just so much data. <laughs> That's just YouTube, man. Can you imagine the whole of the fucking internet? <sighs> no, I don't Holy want, shit. I, I don't want to imagine the whole of the internet. Do you know how like big fucking the storage facilities have to be? For all of that fucking data? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's just so many. Yeah. What the fuck? All this data. We're creating data right now. And it's going to be stored somewhere in a server. Some other place in this world. That's crazy. Yeah. It's got to be stored and it's got to be accessible. So anybody that wants to look up something has to have access. Think about this. You want backups for it, right? I think they have backups, right? So 
if you're going to back it up, that means you need twice as many. Because you would want an off-site backup, you know? You want redundancies. Do they have multiple backup? I think they just have one copy, right? No. No? It, they have to have at least three. Three sources of backup. They've got stuff. Jeez. Otherwise, they lose all the server data. They would, so they have to back it up. I don't know how that works. They would. It would have to. Well, basically, when whenever the data gets stored, it's copied somewhere else at the same time. Oh, okay. And you'd want something to be remote because let's say something physically happened to that facility, like a terrorist went and blew it up to fuck up all of Facebook. <laughs> all your data would be gone. Yeah. And that's like, fuck. So you got to have an offsite storage, even if it wasn't someone blowing up the building. But what if there was a fire or something like that? You know? Yeah. Got to have some backup somewhere. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of data. That's too much, man. That's too that's much. So data. much. Yeah, let's not end it on data, dude. <laughs> what do you want to end it on? Sense something positive, dude. Okay. Um, How do you feel about this year? I don't know, man. I'm just stressed out on money. Yeah, that's usually the common. We got uh, this wedding. That's all. It's just yeah, the wedding. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy to go through that process. That's not fun, dude. Come on. No, it's not. <laughs> no, something sucks. good, dude. Something good. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got going? What do you think? What do you like? What do you want for this year, 2023? What do you want for this year? What do you want it to do for you? Produce money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More money would be awesome. But, more money. But also like for like your like sanity and stuff like that. What do you want? You I know? don't know. I think I'm pretty okay where I'm at. I don't think I'm asking of anything of 2023 other than just, as, I don't know. No, I don't, but you, I don't think like that. What do I want to do this year that I did differently last year? No, I want, not I want differently. to take care of the lawn better. Okay, so you want to become more of a lawn man. Well, I just want to make my backyard look nice. That's what I'm saying. Presentable. Yeah. I want to I want to I want to entertain more at the house. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah, man, I'll come over and DJ. Dude. That's what I want to do. Like, I don't even want to like come over and DJ. I just no, want to like I want to. Hey, yo, you guys want to come over? Chill? Let's that too. Yeah. Yeah, those days are cool we too. We could barbecue something. And I'll still bring my music. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I want. I want more chill days with friends. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I think like, that's. I feel uh, like I haven't had <clears throat> kickback days like that enough. for a while. Yeah, enough. Yeah, and well, I mean, uh, going through everything that we went through, it makes sense. You know, everything got fucking stopped in its tracks. You know, with twenty twenty, so fucked everything up, and if people are still trying to get back to normal. You know, like back to a. A regular type of life you know that fucked yeah. a lot of shit up and people are still kind of you still run into people with masks right have you been to a grocery store or something oh yeah yeah and someone still is rocking a mask there's still like businesses that require masks exactly there's still like and i can get it with like medical and stuff like that when you go to a, a doctor's office or something you know that okay that's fine you're trying not to spread whatever you got you're sick that's cool. 
But I'm just saying like day to day stuff. I'm at the like grocery store. Or I'm at I'm getting some gas and there's just another dude with another chick with a mask on and we're outside. Oh, you yeah. Know? Just a guy who just wants to wear the mask. Yeah. Definitely. Or you see somebody drive by in their car and they got a mask on. It's like who are you still people at work and stuff, you know. Who are you wearing that mask for? You're the you're the only one in the car. So what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I think it's it messed up people's minds, dude. Like that's why I say, like, I want 2023 to be, you know, I want it to be good. I want it to be prosperous, prosperous. I want it to be, you know, like uh reconnecting. I guess you're right, man. The, like life is totally different after it, COVID and it, everything. People don't think about how much it changed everything, but it did. It did change things, and it put all these thoughts in our heads that we didn't have before, you know? And we're still, even though we act like everything's cool and we're back to normal, we're still, there's still some hangover from it. And I think eventually we'll get there, you know? Eventually we'll get to a place where we can uh, all be cool again, you know? Going out and stuff is fun. You can see people having fun. I think definitely, like, theaters... Nobody wants to go to a theater anymore. They're not as popular, but they're they're getting up. They're I mean, do people are going to that fucking avatar? Yeah, but they're not getting like the same amount of attendance as they used to. No, there was a there was a steady incline. Too for many a while. people with all the streaming stuff, like that whole market's different. And I feel like a lot more people order deliveries. They do from all these yeah. restaurants now. Even your groceries and stuff, dude. Like I, I still know people that order their groceries and go pick it up. I think the world of deliveries is now. It's interesting. Changed everything too. But yeah, I just want people to connect again. And I feel there's like nothing, everybody has like a double drive-through now. There's nothing like connecting with person to person and you know face to face like that connection. I feel like it's missing from a lot of people. But I think we get back there. We get back to it, man. We're going to be positive about this beach. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's end All this. right. Well, that was another amazing episode of Digital Cortex brought to you by Steven and Random Styles. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.